0: A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? (sighs) Well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You are listening to About Progress. This is Episode 241. Drive your growth with more compassion. Now, when I asked you all about what you thought about our theme for February, self-respect, a lot of you described how this looks for you, and it was self-compassion. Many people brought up what wise therapists in their lives have said, that if more people practiced self-compassion, they would find themselves growing in ways that they are searching for. Today, we're going to talk about this, how you can drive your growth, not with focusing more on self-will or discipline or urgency and ambition, although those can all be great things. But in fact, the foundation to really driving your growth is starting with compassion. Now, I feel like I know this myself. As I was recovering from my eating disorders in the beginning, I was diligent about trying to recover overnight. But what this really did was lead to me getting into shame spirals of getting so upset and so hard on myself every time I messed up, you know, quote unquote, messed up. I thought that I was undoing doing all the progress I had made before. The voices in my head were not kind. They were not encouraging. They were more about guilt and blame and why can't you do this and you have to do better and you should be doing that. In my years of recovery, I have learned that compassion was key to that very thing, and that compassion has now trickled down to all areas of my life and ways that I am trying to grow. The only way I really recovered from my eating disorders, and it's still a daily effort, but so much easier than it was years ago, was with that key of compassion. And now I find myself using those same skills as I am working on other ways that I know I need to grow, not getting angry at myself, not blaming myself. Not getting in those shame cycles, but starting with compassion. My guest today is Cheryl Cardall. She is here to talk about how this has also transformed her own growth as she is working through some really tough mental struggles in her life and things that have been coming up with her family. She was going to share with us some tools that she has used to help work on her own self-compassion as she has been navigating what life is throwing at her. And our hopes is that you will be able to adopt the same tools to work on your own growth in ways that are longer lasting and better serving for you. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, And I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. Here you will get interviews and teachings that guide you towards meaningful growth and living the life you want without losing yourself in the process to perfectionism. Listen in to get lovingly pushed by our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. This is the last week where my doors for the progress program are open for enrollment until later fall of this year. And I was thinking earlier about how I had been a part of some coaching programs that were really incredible, I'm sure, and had a lot to offer, but they were so big. And I knew that I would never be seen or really heard unless I was fighting for it, that I paid for it for maybe six months or longer. And guess how many times I showed up? Zero times. This is why I have designed my small group growth coaching program, the Progress Program, to be one where you know you will be seen and heard, and so you are able to show up for yourself and get more out of it. People are counting on you, and you want to count more on yourself. In the Progress Program, we help you find the more that is within you, with your identity, your habits, and your productivity. They all relate together. We will help you have a foundation that you need to really grow again in your life. If your own personal development has been on the back burner for so long, then you know the effects of that. You know how it holds you down. You know how it keeps you from really serving other people and showing up for the priorities that you have in your life. As you prioritize yourself again and your own personal growth, you are going to make not only progress in yourself, but in all ways that matter to you. Enroll in the progress program by going to aboutprogress.com slash progress program. Again, that's aboutprogress.com slash progress program. All right, we're going to have Cheryl introduce herself. Just make sure that you check out our show notes for all things Cheryl and the progress program that I have been telling you about as well. And stay tuned to the end where I share my own progress pointers from this episode so that you can take what you learn and actually do something to have change and growth in your own life. My name is
1: Cheryl Cardall. I am um, a mom of five kids, ages 9 to 20. I have four boys and one girl. I've been married for 23 years to my husband, David. And um, about a decade ago, I became really passionate about uh, strengthening families and encouraging moms and finding grace in everyday life. And um, recently, I've been really interested in being kind to ourselves and finding love and compassion toward ourselves in all aspects of life i think sometimes life can be really hard and we beat ourselves up so much so i've been really focusing on that in my own personal life
0: Mm -hmm. yeah why make it worse by making it mean something about us and you know you talk about how you are drawn to strengthening families via strengthening moms i mean that really is about you know sums up what really matters is the only way you're going to strengthen your family or your work or whatever matters to you is by strengthening yourself. And we've been talking about self-respect all month, Cheryl, and over and over again, I had commenters and people direct message me and just say, you know, I really think self-respect starts with compassion, just having self-compassion. So I know this is what you have been working on a lot for yourself, but let's just start by saying, what is compassion? Like, how is that related to respect? What does compassion look like? What does it feel like? Right. I think
1: self-compassion is the foundation for self-respect. Because um, when we give ourselves permission to love ourselves completely and wholly, we gain respect for who we truly are as a person. Because we're not these fragmented human beings where with columns of s- strengths and weaknesses, right? Yeah. Um, we don't categorize ourselves. It's all the whole person and we don't want to despise one column and and love the other and focus on one or the other more we're we have to accept ourselves as the whole person and learn how to love ourselves and i think respect comes from that love and having a real a really good sense of ourselves and um really knowing who we are
0: hmm. you know i'm listening to this from the vantage point of if i were like 10 years ago listening to this and I would hear you say that and I would think, but I shouldn't love the bad parts because then that means I'm just letting them sit idle or get worse, which I, I definitely feel differently now. But what would you say to the old me who's, who's thinking that?
1: Well, I think all of us have felt that at some point or another, that I have to focus on the negative to improve, right? I've got my strengths, but I have found when I work from a place of strength in, to improve myself rather than focusing on the negative, I naturally improve those areas of weakness because I am building myself up. Mm-hmm. And one thing that really has helped me, and I read this book several years ago, but I read it yearly now, is The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Yeah. And it, it really has changed my life. It mm-hmm. helped me embrace myself just wholeheartedly that I'm worthy just as I am, and that those weaknesses are divinely given to help me grow, to help Mm -hmm. me be human. I mean, they are part of who I am and they're supposed to be there.
0: Well, and I like what you said earlier too, is just having a good sense of who we are encompassing the whole person, the good and the bad, and being more aware of that is a lot more freeing and enables you to actually work towards improvement than if you're only focusing on the bad and you're doing it in the shame cycles. Um, so that to me is, is a huge difference too. And I had an, an old guest named Matt Davis, who talked about making friends with his depression. Uh-huh. So he looked, he used to look at it as a dragon to slay. And then he looked at it more of as a dragon to become his friend and how that altered his ability to actually move forward through his chronic depression. And that's kind of coming up for me as you were just explaining that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that because now that I've gotten to the point where I can love myself. Um, I kind of look at those weaknesses almost like a little pet. Like, oh, you poor little—I don't know. I can be flaky sometimes, right? So, yeah, you're a little flaky person. You know, this little insecurity, flaky or, side like, of you coming out. Like, right. it's just like a different tone, right? Right, and it's okay. It's okay that you're there. We can work on you. You know, instead of being so negative about it, I think that, like you said, he said we can make friends with those weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So. I have a great quote by Brene. Can I read that? Oh, we'd love that. Um, she says, owning our story and imperfections can be hard, but not nearly as difficult as spending our lives running from it. Mm -hmm. Embracing our vulnerabilities is risky, but not nearly as dangerous as giving up on love and belonging and joy. The experiences that make us the most vulnerable only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness, will we discover the infinite power of our light?
0: Yeah, that last sentence alone, yes. right? That's everything. So, yes. what was the alternative then? Like what was it looking like for you even maybe in the near in the near past, I guess, when you were not being so kind to yourself? Well, I've had a really
1: challenging couple of years. Mm-hmm. And um I think when we are really challenged, um I kind of got caught in the shame cycle. Yeah. I got caught in the well this must be partly my fault. This must be because I'm not a good enough mom. This must be, you know, my house has been a mess. My, I haven't been fixing dinner for my family as regularly. Um, life has just been so challenging that some of those things have gone by the wayside, and I have felt some shame about that. Mm-hmm. And I think it takes a lot of work to pull yourself out of that cycle, um, because otherwise, life was kind of miserable.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, I had to really focus on. What I could do to pull myself out of that because I was getting caught up in it all the time. This must be my fault. You know, I think we blame ourselves. Anytime there's a challenge with our family, we as moms like to blame ourselves. Mm-hmm.
0: And so was there a turning point then? Like, was there something where you, you know, met that fork in the road and you're like, Cheryl? Sure, this isn't working for me, you know, anymore. Yes. And it's been conversations with good friends. It's yeah. been
1: therapy. It's been going to therapy. I was recently diagnosed with, um, depression and anxiety. Yeah. And That was almost a relief to me mm-hmm. because it almost explained the issues that I've been having just this wanting to stay in bed, wanting to, I wasn't lazy. I was depressed. And, wow. um, I think, so you don't even need a diagnosis to give yourself that kind of compassion. But I think opening up and connecting with other people, that shame thrives in secrecy and saying, you know what? I'm really having a hard time. Can you help me talk through this? Or I think opening up to others and allowing them to empathize and help
0: us out is a huge part of stopping that shame cycle. So my I do ther- made that connection, but that's so, I mean, that's so obvious to me now that you said it. Just how if we're isolating ourselves, that's going to feed this this shame and the self-hatred. It feeds that darkness, like she talked about. I mean, yeah, feed that darkness.
1: But if we bring it out in the light and share with people and allow them to empathize and help us,
0: then it it stops that shame cycle. It really does. Mm-hmm. So as you build more empathy to others, um and with others, allowing them their empathy to come into you, you're able to then empathize better with yourself.
1: Yeah. I think that that is a key thing too, is we have to learn how to connect and empathize with ourselves. And we are most often the hardest on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't allow that compassion or that empathy toward ourselves, but that's the only, I really believe that's the only way that we're going to improve things is if we allow ourselves that compassion and empathy.
0: Well, now that you bring that up, I I would love some some tools and tips that have helped you as you've been navigating this new way of looking at yourself and talking to yourself and working yourself through um, some pain points that are coming up for you. So, for for people who are at, at the bottom right now and they're just thinking, I don't even know where to start. What are your suggestions of some tips that will help them uh, build towards this compassion towards self? One thing that's
1: really helped me is to view myself as a dear friend, hmm. kind of separate myself and view myself as a dear friend. And would I be a friend with somebody who talked to me the way I was talking to myself, who talked so negatively, who blamed myself for everything? I wouldn't have a friend for very long if I treated somebody like that. Yes. Um, Nobody wants to be around somebody who's so critical of them, and they would just separate ourselves. So I think okay, I'm not treating myself like a friend right now. I'm not being compassionate. I'm not being kind. I am going through a hard time and I need that kindness. Hmm. And it's not easy. It's not easy because we're so hard on ourselves. But I think again, that is reaching out to people who care about you and I'm having a really hard time. Can Hmm. you help me talk about some good things about myself? I mean, talking to trusted people that can help you Find those great things about you because they are there. They're just being buried under that darkness.
0: I love that you also said, you know, being kind is is hard. I mean, it is with other people. So it's good for us to recognize as we're learning to be kind to ourselves, that's also going to be a new skill and it's going to be hard sometimes.
1: Right. Another thing that I've learned in therapy is to name that negative voice, kind of make her a third person, look at her from a third person perspective and give her a name. Mine is Ethel. Ethel. No No offense to Ethel's out there. But but kind of looking at her and saying, oh, Ethel, you're being too negative right now. We need to change Mm -hmm. this around. And it really works. Having that negative voice be a third party so that it's not part of me necessarily. But, Mm -hmm. oh, you're not being very nice to me right now. I'm going to change that around and I'm going to start being more nice to myself. Um, It really helps. It's so interesting how
0: Okay. I love that. Um, any more tips too? Cause I, am sure you're full of plenty. I mean, one this more phase, thing
1: yeah. is, um, positive affirmations and that might seem a little woo woo and out there. And I thought it was for a while too, but our brain really believes what we tell it. Yeah. And, um, talking kindly to ourselves on a daily basis can rewire the pathways in the brain to start being more positive because our brain yeah. net and naturally looks tor- for the negative negative. And so we have to retrain it, how to look for the positive. And so um, a couple of weeks ago, Tiffany Rowe, who is a therapist on Instagram, had a seven day affirmation challenge. And it was the same affirmations every day. You're supposed to say it three times a day in the mirror. And um, so I decided to take her up on the challenge. And one of the days, one of the exercises was to pull up a picture of yourself as a young child and to say those affirmations back to that child that was powerful mm-hmm. it was so emotional for me because I wanted to nurture little Cheryl I mm-hmm. wanted to protect her I want I wanted nothing but good things for her and she is me mm. And so being able to reframe that when I'm talking negatively to myself, I'm talking negatively to little Cheryl and I don't want her to feel that. Um, So kind of nurturing that person inside of us who is that little, little girl or um, somebody who needs help and protection. I think it was really a powerful thing for me.
0: That is, um, you know, beauty redefined they shared something in a post probably last month that I, I usually, I don't have a great memory. So I usually read something. I'm like, that's awesome. And then I forget (laughs) some things really stick with me. And this is one of those things. And, and this is, you know, this parallels what you were just saying, but they said the body you have now is the body you had when you were a three-year-old. Right. And it's the same thing with, you know, our insides and our spirit, everything about it. I was just like, why did I not make that connection? And that's changing everything about how I view even my body and myself. Yes. Yes. It's so so powerful
1: because we were created as this spirit. We all have this soul that is the same as it was when we were little. And so Mm -hmm. treating ourselves now as we would treat a four-year-old is Mm -hmm. really
0: powerful. So what I would love to do now, Cheryl, is kind of get an example. So what is something that you would have beaten yourself up in the past about And, and how would you now handle that when that comes up for you? Because this is not a one and done thing. This is something we have to continue to work on. So give me an example of something that you would work through now.
1: Okay. This is a really trivial example, but it happens today. Okay. Uh, I got a text from a friend of mine saying, are you meaning to go live on Facebook? And I said, no. And she said, you're live on Facebook right now. Oh. I can tell you weren't meaning to go live cause you're not talking. You're just like, the camera was on me, but I was just walking around doing my thing. Um, I was listening to some music and huh. before I would have been so embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been, Oh, I'm so dumb. How could I have done that? What, you know, what kind of person does that? I had no idea that I was doing it. And instead I thought, Oh well, that's kind of funny, you know. I made a mistake. So
0: different, yeah.
1: I went live on Facebook without meaning to. So I went on Facebook and I said, apparently, I went live earlier. I hope I didn't do anything anything embarrassing. But if I did, you're welcome for your free entertainment. And um, just owning our mistakes, Hmm. huge, and saying it's okay. I made a mistake. Mm -hmm. I I I had a little failure today, and that's okay. It's I'm human. And I think it connects us to other people. This is the thing that Brene says too, is that, um, yeah. our humanness, our frailties, our failures, weaknesses are our best tool to connect with other people
0: mm-hmm.
1: because nobody wants to be around somebody who thinks they're perfect yeah. or who portrays themselves as perfect all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. We want to
1: say, Oh, you too. You went live on video or live on Facebook and made a mistake. You made a mistake. I can I can relate to that. That so is so I think, true. I think our best way to connect with other people is our failures and our
0: mistakes. Yeah. And I think about that often, you know, when a friend pops by when my house is a mess and mm-hmm. the old me just would have been really embarrassed about that and just shame faced myself about it. And now I just think, well, now I just made her feel better about right. like, whatever's right. going on for her and just to think like, oh. You know, I guess I'm human too, and right. I don't know something like that. But I also connect. think if she came by to see my house,
1: then she's not really my friend. You know, if she came by yeah. to see me. That's great. That's right. That's, They're not there to came see by the to house. Me for my house, then maybe she's not
0: the friend for me. Because oh yeah, it's never perfect. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was thinking too when you're talking about nurturing yourself like you would a child. I was thinking, you know, a large part of what has built these perfectionistic mindsets that we are in about the shame spirals. We keep saying shame a lot, but it really is the best word for this. It's connected to our past. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering for you, why do you think you got into that place where that was your default to be hard on yourself, to be critical, to belittle yourself?
1: Well, I think like a lot of people, the culture I grew up in is really focused on um, accomplishments and um, perfection and Mm -hmm. uh, aspiring to be our very best selves, right? Um, It was my religious culture, family culture, and this isn't saying anything against the family I grew up in. I grew up in an amazing family. Yeah. But I think sometimes we think that our accomplishments define who we are. Mm-hmm. and um, I remember in, I mean, this goes way back in high school. I was friends with a wonderful group of friends, but they were all in the top 5% of our class, Yeah. and I was in the bottom 50% of our class, mm-hmm. and school was a real challenge for me, and I got a 19 on my ACT, and I hid those things from them because I was so ashamed because I thought that's mm. what defined me. Yeah. I had talents in lots of other areas, but school wasn't my greatest talent. Mm -hmm. And instead of opening up and saying, Hey, you know, that's not my talent or whatever. Obviously as a teenager, you feel differently and aren't quite Mm -hmm. as confident, but I let that shame me for a long time, even after high school. So I think that sometimes our, our culture of accomplishments and aspirations and focusing on grades and school and all of those Mm -hmm. things can give us the wrong message that those are what define us and who we Mm -hmm. are. And that's not who we are.
0: Well, you know, you're speaking my language, right? Yes. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Uh, This also brings me back to what we talked about, seeing yourself as a whole person. When you're not being compassionate towards yourself, you're only seeing the bad parts of you. Right. And showing yourself compassion and saying, yeah, I'm, this is not my skill set. That's not my gift. And that's not my talent, but these are um, so, what is that for you? Like, give me give me an example of what is something that you're like. This is my skill set. This is where I've learned. I can be compassionate and see myself as a whole, part of person because this is something I do do well and that I am good at.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I um, I'm not a very naturally organized person, and um, but one thing that I have started doing when I'm cleaning or organizing, I really love to learn, and so I will mm. turn a book on or a podcast on or something like that. And then I will take what I've learned from that and I will go write about what I've learned or I will just jot something down or I will share a quote on Facebook or something like that because writing and public speaking and things like that are something that I'm good at and I try to kind of combine something that I don't love and I'm not great at with something that I am.
0: That makes sense. So So tell, tell me more about that. Um well I just I think
1: growing from a place of strength and in fact I have a quote right here that says the curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am then I can change. Um <laughs> yeah. And so I think who was that, that from? Sorry. That's Carl Rogers. Okay. Yeah. Um and I think when we we are operating from that place of strength and saying, "Hey, I am really great at, I don't know, public speaking or writing or gardening, um, gardening or, lunches. or Yeah, you know, any of these things, or I'm a, I'm a really patient mom. Hmm. Then I think it naturally helps us want to be better in other areas when we are working from that strength, because, um, I want to be more organized. I want my house to be cleaner and more organized. But when I'm shaming myself about it, I just don't do it. But when I'm combining it with something that I enjoy, then it doesn't even seem like I'm doing that. So I think um, maybe pairing a weakness that we have with a strength that can help
0: us get out of that shame cycle is yeah. really a po- powerful tool. Yeah, this is something I actually talk a lot about with the, my students in the progress program, how to pair things. That's something Mm -hmm. you don't like with something you do. And also something you are good at with something that you're not so great at. And it really does help so, so much. So Cheryl, you know, my last final question for you is as you are working on practicing this self-compassion and your brain is going to want to go into overdrive of what it, what it knows best. What is something that is helping you right now? uh, Say, nope, this is the way we're going with this
1: again, I think it's that, um, self-talk it's those affirmations. It's, um, recognizing it. I think you have to start recognizing that because sometimes we don't even realize that we're doing it, Mm -hmm. um, until we're kind of pushed ourselves so far down. Um, so I think just stopping and saying, you know what, I am really talking negatively to myself right now. That Ethel is coming out big time right now. (laughs) I'm just going to stop okay, Ethel, it's time to stop. And this is what I am good at. I am good at, you know, listing off of things or this is who I am. Um, I am kind. I am compassionate. I am empathetic. And maybe you don't even list off what you're good at. You list at who, you know, you list who you are.
0: Yeah. And what you value too. You know, sometimes it's just saying... I value this and this is important to me and that's important to me and this person's important to me and that kind of right. brings you back to and it this too. this person loves me. You know, this person mm. loves me
1: 100% for who I am whether that that's your husband or your kids or your best friend or you can list off people that love you 100% for who you are.
0: Definitely. Oh, Cheryl, this has been such a great conversation. I, I would love to connect my listeners more with you. So tell them where you are on the interwebs and they okay. can come and find you.
1: I am on um, Instagram under super mamas for the number real. So super mamas for real. And I will be starting a podcast soon in the next month. Um, it will be called fight like a mother podcast. It will be yeah. about um, supporting families who are dealing with uh, mental health challenges with their kids.
0: Yeah. And
1: we will be talking to, um, experts and having people share their stories. And my website is fightlikeamotherpodcast.com.
0: Wonderful. I will link to all of those things in the show notes. And Cheryl, it's going to be so good. Thank you so much. And actually, I would love to say too, Cheryl is one of our students for Podcast U, which we're going to open for enrollment next month. And is just someone that I have seen work so hard at this and diligently and consistently work at it. Even if things don't go our way and things interrupt, she's just kept going after it. And I'm just really excited for your podcast to be live. So well done. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Cheryl. Thank you so much. Thank you, Monica, for having me. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. I am now going to share my progress pointers from this episode. And these always come directly from my own handwritten notes as I am doing the interview. We send a weekly graphic of all the progress pointers to our Go Getter newsletter group. Number one. Self-compassion is the foundation for respect. Number two, think of yourself as a whole person. Number three, work from a place of strength when you want to improve yourself. Number four, be open and connect to build empathy cycles. Number five, here are some tips on how to learn to be more compassionate towards yourself. A, view yourself as a dear friend. B, reach out to others. C, show yourself kindness. D, name the negative voice. E, positive affirmations. And the last progress pointer, number six, nurture yourself like you would a child. Do you want to be more accountable and better implement what you learned today? Here are a few ways. First, I have free resources for you. Go to aboutprogress.com slash go-getter to sign up for our go-getter newsletter, where I send a weekly, we got this note. And at the end of each month, provide you with a free printable of all that month's progress pointers. So you can keep track of what you learned and then do something about it. Also in the show notes, I've linked to our free private Facebook group, where you can connect more with your kind of people. Second, expedite your growth with our exclusive online membership group, which is now at a very, very low doable fee. Here, you will get access to a community of progressors on the next level, and you'll receive daily inspiration and accountability to advance your personal development. There, you will also be able to participate in weekly lives with me, including some coaching calls, our monthly Grow Yourself book club, and you'll get special member-only access to this month's progress plan. Finally, be heard on this show. The last episode of each month is called Dear Progressor, and it is where our normal everyday listeners really shine. We can all learn from your own pointers and experiences. So send in your voice note, which is so easy to do. Learn how by going to aboutprogress.com be on the show and don't be shy. That's it for today, friends. Keep growing and remember life is about progress, not perfection.